back to this It's time for the 5-Minute Major Podcast. What is the uh, significance of that name? Now here's your hosts, Matt Mastro-Giovanni and Dave Morris. That's what the people came to see. A 5-Minute Major Podcast. What took you so long to finally seal the deal, my man? Let's go. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Five Minute Major. Dave here, alongside my broadcast partner in crime, as always, Matt Master Giovanni. Matt, how's it going? This yeah, it's evening now. It's almost six thirty p.m. Eastern. It's, I'd say it's evening. It's on, no longer the afternoon. Yeah, it feels like the afternoon though. Uh, the sun's still out. Obviously, had some crazy storms last night, but um, yeah, I mean we're we're just winding down the week, obviously, and. Um, I got the Phillies game tomorrow. They just swept the Brewers, which is nice. And then they start a series against the Diamondbacks tomorrow, this weekend. So hopefully we get some nice weather this weekend for the game tomorrow and just for the weekend in general. But um, kind of have like just a little bit of a mixed bag tonight with stuff because we're, we had one series end and we're awaiting another one that could be at least two more games. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll go through all that pretty quickly tonight, get everyone updated, keep it, uh, we'll do the kiss, keep it simple, stupid, and we'll we'll get everyone on their way, so to speak. Um, but Dave, do you want me to just jump right into it here? Go, go right ahead, sir. Cool. Um, so yeah, we have the champions of the Western conference were crowned the other night, um, on Monday night. Yes. The Clarence Campbell Trophy, the winner of the Western Conference, has awarded that trophy. It Which was, was awarded, touched. What? It was touched. Yes. Um, it was awarded to the Colorado Avalanche after they completed the sweep of the Edmonton Oilers, winning 6-5 to five in overtime of Game 4. Uh, it was a little bit of a, I won't say controversial goal, but they had to review the goal that won the series because it looked like it was a high stick. But it was not a high stick, and the Oilers were sent packing. And the Avs continue just to roll, and they are the first opponent into the Stanley Cup Final, which is TBD to who their opponent will be, because we have a tied series in the East. The Rangers and the Lightning tied at two games apiece with Game 5 tonight at 8 o'clock on ESPN. So there will at least be two more games of that series, and then we'll finally have our battle for the cup the cup final set which is set to begin either the 15th or the 18th the nhl is hoping that well they're planning on not having the cup final line up with the nba finals so that the stanley cup final can be the only thing on tv which makes sense um so they're postponed they're not postponing but they're just kind of pushing it back so that the two championships don't have to overlap but Dave, I'll let you go first here. Your thoughts on the series uh, out west. Obviously, we don't know what's going on out east yet because we have a tied series, but the Western Conference Finals are in the books now. The Avs, again, sweep the Oilers for zip. Dave, your thoughts. I wanted this series to go on longer than it did, mm-hmm. uh, but Colorado is just too damn good. They are 12-2 and two in the playoffs. They've only played 14 games. They swept the National um, They swept the National Predators in round one. 
then beat St. Louis in six, and now they swept the Edmonton Oilers. Like, they are on an absolute heater and a tear, and I really think it's going to be their, their year to win the Cup. Um, but, man, this was a series where you learned you learned how – you learned just how good Colorado is as a team, top to bottom. Even when they lose their starting goalie, they can go to their backup goalie, who's more so like a 1B in Pavel Francis. Um, yeah. And just, it doesn't even affect them at all. And Kel McCarr is a god, as is Nathan McKinnon. It's just... It's a little bit painful for Flyers fans to see it because you I mean it, I'm not gonna harsh into it because everyone if 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 you know you know like yeah all the Flyers scouts told on Hexall to take McCarr and he chose Patrick and here we are um, but no he he is amazing and this this series even though it was four games it had some great games like game one was a men's league game game yep. four was a men's league game and then games two and three were kind of a little bit closer and. I mean, game two was a dominant game by Colorado, and then game three was a little bit, you know, a little bit closer and tight, more tightly played. But um, this game, this game four, this country for the Avs, just they go up one nothing early, and then Edmonton just says we're going to take over, and it's three one Oilers going into the third period, and and yep. everyone's like, oh, looks like there's going to be a game five, and then just it was banana lands in that third period. I think there were six goals scored. Yep. At one point, the Avs led five to four, and then just Evan and ties it up. It, it was a crazy, crazy game. And man, how, how do you think our Terry uh, Lekkonen feels? This is the second year in a row where he has scored the overtime winning goal to send the team he currently plays for to the Stanley Cup final. Like, that's got to be an unreal. And pardon the technical difficulties. Um, Skype decided to take a take take a poop on me in the middle of my thoughts. I guess it I, maybe Skype thought I was just praising the Colorado Avalanche too much. But uh, Arturi Lekkinen, you know, you have to imagine how he feels. Something else this series taught us, Matt, too, um, is that Edmonton want needs two things. They don't need offense. They they do mm-hmm. not need offense. They. McDavid and Drysdale were combined for 65 points in the playoffs between the two of them, which is that's insane. Yeah. Uh, but they need a better defense because uh, see Cody CC, as we all know, is not good, and Darnell Nurse is not as good as everyone thinks he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also they need a goalie. Mike Smith ain't it, fam. Yeah. Uh, but no, pretty much that's all I really have on this series. You know, Edmonton's got some work to do going into the offseason. And um, it's kind of like the, the Avalanche got the players the Oilers kind of low-balled offers on. And the Oilers didn't want to pay that extra price to get. And the Avs did, and the Avs got them, and the Oilers didn't. And here they are, Avs are going to the cup final. So maybe the the Oilers will um, learn from that. But, you know, Ken Holland, probably not. He's a stubborn <laughs> hockey guy. Um, but no, the Avs are in the cup final, and I await to, regardless of who they end up playing, mm-hmm. it's going to be a hell of a cup final because oh, whether you get the Rangers or the Tampa Bay or, or Tampa Bay out of the East, it's going to be a final to remember. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, and then I'll kind of just piggyback off of what you were saying about this Western Conference final, but 
Um, the Avs, yeah, just keep rolling. Makar, I think, had nine points in four games, which is some sort of record. Um, Dreisaitl and McDavid also set a record. They each had 30 points in the playoffs. Uh, first since, I think, Gretzky and Paul Coffey, I want to say. But um, the Oilers, I mean, again, their first time in the conference final in, I think, 16 years, I heard earlier today. Uh, and they just kind of have to figure out where to go from here. Like you said, they have the Evander Kane situation. They have goaltending. And they need to shirt up again like they've had to do these past few years. They need to get deeper um, on the fo- on forwards, defense, just get deeper. They They held, again, they did hold their own. The even though it was a four nothing series, a couple of the games, like you said, again, were closer than they seemed. So it was a little bit of a closer series than the, the series count uh, shows. But yeah, I mean, Colorado, what more can you say about them? They got McKinnon, Landis, Gog, Ranton, and just all the firepower in the world. And they're really their only weakness is kind of goaltending. Um, you'll see again. It'll be a great cup final regardless of who wins the East at this point. But I think the goaltending advantage goes to the teams in the East with Vasilevsky and Shesterkin. And But Colorado, again, they can score not at will, but they can pepper any goalie with pucks. And then they have that defensive ability as well to keep shots from getting through to Francois or from Kemper. So right now... I think they're the team to beat. Obviously, the Lightning are the team to beat because it's like you can't you can't be the champs unless you beat the champs, as they say. So either that's the Rangers or the Avalanche or the Lightning complete the three-peat, which will be insane. So, But hopefully we'll be back before the Cup Final starts and we'll get everyone a preview. If not, we'll be back with one or two games in and we'll get everyone kind of obviously caught up with that. But... Other than that, I mean, again, in, in case you didn't hear beforehand, the Avs sweep the Oilers in the Western Conference Final. They are headed to the Stanley Cup Final. And then the Eastern Conference is yet to be determined with the Rangers and the Lightning tied at two games apiece, Game 5 on ESPN tonight at 8 o'clock. <laughs> and then I also heard something funny, Dave. I don't know if you heard this too. But if this, if the Eastern Conference Final goes to a Game 7, there's a Justin Bieber concert at Madison Square Garden that same night. And it might piss off a lot of believers if the Rangers get to a game seven, because I can't imagine they're going to move the game over a concert. Um, uh, Unless it's an I mean, early You never game. know. I mean, Justin Bieber is a huge hockey fan. So he might move the concert out of just being a, a hockey fan. But you yeah. have to think, what's going to bring you in more revenue for Madison Square Garden? Justin Bieber or the New York Rangers? Yeah. That and that, I mean, it's new. The New York Rangers are big. But they're not like Justin Bieber big. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I mean, that, that pretty much does it again. Quick catch up for everyone with the the West is over and the East is again yet to be determined. But from there, we will again zoom out as we usually do and go around the league. Not too much going on, but we do have another coach that did get fired. A surprising fire, actually. Bruce Cassidy, the former head coach of the Boston Bruins, was fired on, was it Monday? Monday or Tuesday. Monday or Tuesday. Um, and 
this was his, I believe, fifth season? Sixth season. There we go. Um, coached the Bruins for the past six seasons and was promoted from the assistant coach when Claude Julian was fired on February 7th, 2017. He had gone 12 years between NHL coaching jobs um, and was 245, 108, and 46 with Boston. Won the Jack Adams Award as best coach of the year in 2019-20. And the Bruins did qualify in the Stanley Cup playoffs in each of his six seasons, including advancing to Game 7 of the 2019 Stanley Cup Final, where they did lose to the the St. Louis Blues. Sorry, the, the Bruins lost to the Bruins. Um, but he's now the sixth coach this offseason not even off-season, I guess off-season for teams that are no longer in the playoffs, but sixth coach. There are six vacancies now in the NHL with the Bruins, the Dallas Stars, the Detroit Red Wings, the Flyers, the Golden Knights, and the Winnipeg Jets. The Chicago Blackhawks and Florida Panthers could also be in the market for a coach as well, with each of them having used an interim coach this season, Derek King with the Blackhawks and Andrew Brunette with the Panthers. But it's going to be crazy to see I mean, you still have Barry Trotz out there. You have Cassidy, Gerard Gallant. No, Gerard Gallant. No, no, he's coaching the Rangers. He's coaching the Rangers. I was thinking of when he got fired by Florida and Vegas. Um, Peter DeBoer. That's who I was thinking of. Um, so I mean, Torts. there's Torts. Yeah, I mean, we're we're gonna hear a lot of rumors as we already have about who's going where, and there could be even more coaches that end up without jobs. Um, so we'll see how that shakes out. I think Trotz is going to be one of the first dominoes to fall where it's like he is the hot commodity. He is the top yes. prize. So he's going to be, again, the catalyst where once he goes somewhere, I think we're going to see a, a very long string of other coaches obviously getting hired from there. But Dave, thoughts on Cassidy's firing and where you think he might end up next? Uh, very surprising. I don't really understand what Boston is doing this offseason because you're hearing rumblings where they might consider trading David Pasternak. Um, it doesn't that I mean that makes absolutely absolutely zero sense to me. Um, but what's funny about this Cassidy firing is uh, apparently just two weeks ago he was told by the GM Don Sweeney and Bruins management and ownership that he was quote unquote safe. And that he was not going to get fired this offseason. And here we are two weeks later and his ass is grass. So it makes me think normally the coaches and GMs, you know, their exit interviews are done first and, and then they go to the players. Mm-hmm. There always have been rumblings in Boston that a lot of the players, especially the star players, did not like Cassie's coaching. Even though they got results and were productive, they did not like him as a coach. Mm. So this makes me think, did the players – you know, literally run a a coup against him in their exit meetings and say, you know, you really need to bring in a different voice here. I mean, we, we don't think he's going to be successful as long as he's the guy. I mean, that's I mean, what makes you go from being safe two weeks and two weeks, one day and all of a sudden you're canned. Um, that's the only thing that, that's the only thing I can think of why this happened. Um, yeah. Did his team fall short in the playoffs? Sure. But were they competitive? Yes, always. I mean, you can his win his win to loss records fantastic, and you know he's a New England born bred guy. He grew up a Bruins fan. He grew up in the area. Coached the Providence Bruins in the American League, and then worked his way up the ladder. Um, so you can imagine he's probably feeling pretty hurt right now because I would argue, based off of his stats alone, 
he didn't deserve to get fired. And maybe this is more so to blame on Bruins ownership and management because Don Sweeney has made a lot of questionable moves as GM of the Bruins. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, just look at his drafting record. It's terrible. Um, But he's signed some big free agents and made some good trades. And it doesn't, you know, doesn't help. It doesn't hurt when you've got Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand and David Pasternak as your top line. And you add in guys like Taylor Hall and Jake DeBrus develops, you know, Trent Frederick. I mean, they've got some good pieces there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's a summer of change in Boston. Patrice Bergeron, after winning the Selkie, which is a little bit of a preview to our later part of the, of the, of the, of the, of the episode this evening. You know, he's a UFA. Where is he going to go? So you never know what's going to happen if, I don't, I don't really I really don't think Don Sweeney should have fired Cassidy, but it happened and now everyone's gotta move on. I know Bruins fans aren't happy with the firing, but they can be miserable for just a little bit, right? I was gonna say they might have it the Celtics win the, the NBA final here, so that'll probably just help uh heal their wound. Yeah, they can they, any, they can anything. they can cry their tears into the chowder. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean I think again the Bruins are in a tough spot to see what their future holds at this point with Pasternak and Bergeron, two mainstays of that team for years on end now. But Cassidy, I think, will find a new home, maybe Philadelphia. But again, there's five other coaches that are looking for teams, and each team will obviously have a coach at some point this offseason going into next season. So we will see again how that carousel starts to spin and how that all unfolds. I think in regards touching real quick on the flyers there, Matt, I really think, I think I know who their guy is, or at least is one of their guys. And this was alluded to by Buchagross firing <laughs> out a tweet on Twitter, but I did see a report today on the good old twitter.com that the flyers plan on starting their second round of interviews for coaching candidates. And yeah. Tortorella is among them. So I I think honestly I think Torts is probably gonna be the next Flyers coach. But you know, we won't know till we know. So we also um we also interviewed Jeff Blashill and is it Dan Dan Quinn? Former think, coach of the Rangers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um yeah, Dan Quinn. And then Jeff Blashill, he was the Red Wings coach for years. Stay the hell away from him. Yeah. So dear God, if they hire Jeff Flashill, I will. <laughs> but yeah, I did see. I, I, uh, I, don't, I don't have words. Just angry. Yeah, I did see the tweet from Bougiegrass about Torts, and then there was just a picture of Torts and Gritty side by side. That kind of sent people into a little bit of a frenzy. But like you said, Dave, the Flyers are in the second round of their interviews. Torts is in the second round of the interviews for the Flyers. And then. Um, but again, they're probably covering all their bases, and I think they're going to keep the their prime guy as close to the vest as possible. Exactly. Until until the hero of the people, Kevin Weeks, gets a breaks, gets breaks a, the story, gets a whiff of it, and breaks the story from a one of his many locations or a new one that um, the Flyers hire their next coach. So also did see that apparently Mike Yo. Um, is going to be announced as an assistant coach with the Vancouver Canucks on Claude Julien's staff. So we do not need to worry about Mike Yo anymore. Thank you for your service, Mike Yo. We will not miss you. Pack your shit and get out. (laughs) (laughs) 
But, um, yeah, moving on here to our the last part already here of the episode. This week, the NHL awards have slowly been trickling out these last few days since the first of the month, I believe. But the latest thing to be announced, we'll kind of work our way backwards here. But um, yesterday it was announced that the NHL awards will be back on TV in either New York City or Tampa Bay, depending on which team wins the conference final. The article from NHL.com says it will broadcast live from City 2, so New York or Tampa. Um, It will be broadcast on Tuesday, June 21st, before the, uh, I think it's, yeah, during the Stanley Cup final, on ESPN at 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Um, And then Keenan Thompson will host the second time uh, that he's done this. He hosted it back, and sorry, I'm like trying to read out where my information is. Uh, this is the second time hosting it since 2019, which was the last live edition of the event as well before COVID. But the broadcast version of the NHL awards will revere, reveal six winners of awards. We have the MVP, which is the Hart Trophy, Outstanding Goaltender, the Vezina, Outstanding Defenseman, Norris Trophy, Outstanding Rookie, the Calder, The Ted Lindsay Award, which is presented annually to the, quote, most outstanding player in the NHL, as voted by fellow members of the National Hockey League Players Association. And the E.J. McGuire Award of Excellence, 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 presented annually by the league to a candidate who best exemplifies commitment to excellence through strength of character, competitiveness, and athleticism. Uh, A few of them, seven to be exact, have already been announced dave i'll just kind of run through these and then i'll let you kind of give a blanket statement on we already gave our thoughts on a couple of them as well yeah um but we have the the mark messier nhl leadership award awarded to anze kopitar of the la kings we covered that already this one came out just after we finished recording last week the jack adams award the coach of the year daryl sutter the calgary flames who by the way had the greatest like reaction ever i don't know if you saw the picture of him but he had just like the most like stone-faced look on him, like, like I mean, Sutter's a character, which is funny. So He's like, my team was... just lost in five, and here I am getting this stupid award. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Bill Masterton Memorial Trophy was awarded to Carey Price from the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, we have the Willie O'Ree Community Hero Award presented by Mass Mutual. No free ads. Presented to Noel Acton of Baltimore, Maryland. I'm not sure who that is. Sorry, Noel. And then... No surprise here, the Frank J. Selke Award for Best Defensive Forward goes to Patrice Bergeron again from the Boston Bruins. The Lady Bing Memorial Trophy, which is the most gentlemanly player in the league, I believe, went to Kyle Connor of the Winnipeg Jets. And last but not least, the King Clancy Trophy, which is, I believe, awarded to the player who does the most charitable work off the ice was awarded to P.K. Subban of the New Jersey Devils. So, Dave, I'll let you take the wheel here, and you can kind of pick and choose as you'd like of your thoughts on these different awards. I mean, they're all kind of, you know, people who you thought, okay, that makes sense that person won it. You know, Bird, Patrice Bergeron, it's his fifth time winning the award. And I thought I saw somewhere online, apparently, that there's a movement to rename the Selkie the Bergeron Trophy when he retires. Yeah, I mean, I'd be fine with that. You know, he's won enough times. He's proven he's the best offensive forward in the game. Might be maybe the best offensive forward ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that might be a bold statement, but is it? Um, no. 
good for Carey Price to win the Masterton, or not the Masterton, the, uh, yeah, the Masterton. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone who gets nominated to win the Masterton deserves to win the Masterton. Um, you wish Hazy would have won it, but Carey Price doing what, 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 going through what he had to go through and then coming back to play, that's awesome. Um, PK Subban, while he might have a problem with slew footing, um, he's a great person off the ice and does a lot of charitable work. So I've got no problem with that award. Um, but yeah, you know, so far every award that's gone out there it has, you know, made sense to me. And Daryl Sutter winning the, you know, the coach of the year makes sense because like no one thought that Calgary team was going to be that good this year. And yeah. they really proved a lot of people wrong. Um, sucks on the timing of him getting the award, um, but it was deserved. Yeah, I mean, I think like you said, these guys, since they announced the finalists, you obviously figure one of the three guys that are nominated are going to win. Again, no surprise with the Selkie Trophy going to Bergeron. I believe Kyle Connors won the Lady Bing before, too. I'm not sure. But um, I mean, I know he scores a lot of goals and does not take a lot of penalties. So he yeah. very well could have. Yep. But I think Gretzky won the Lady Bing like at least five times in his career. Um, so just a little fun fact there. But yeah, I mean, again, these these awards are it's good to see, obviously, the, the mostly for the regular season. The main the main event is always the Stanley Cup and the Conn Smythe. Mm-hmm. But for players as individuals, these are always nice to add to their accolades so that they can potentially make their case for the Hall of Fame down the road. It also helps with their contract negotiations when they're due. Yes. Yep. But congratulations to all those winners. And again, we will reveal the last, not we, but the NHL and Keenan Thompson will reveal the winners of the last six awards on Tuesday, the 21st at 7 p.m. on ESPN. Um, Dave, other than that, we are pretty much wrapped up here for the week, unless you have any other pressing issues to mention. Yeah, no, that that is it. Um, you know, everyone keep on enjoying your playoff hockey here. And uh, make sure you do check out our good old gentleman affiliates in the Pod Street Bullies and their latest podcast works. Um, but yeah, no, everyone keep on enjoying the hockey. Hopefully, maybe we can get Tampa Bay's turned it on. We'll see if they can beat the Rangers in six games, which is possible. But if not, there'll be a good old Game 7, and who doesn't love Game 7? Um, so that everyone enjoy your hockey fix. If you're a Philadelphia fan, enjoy the Phillies because they are red hot. The mm-hmm. Fightins insert gif there Talking um, about the fight-ins. exactly you'll be at the game tomorrow night so it'll be supposed to be 80 degrees and sunny tomorrow that's beautiful baseball weather that's like the Ita- italian kiss gif public uh, service announcement it's gonna be a bad night to be a miller light oh oh the boy <laughs> is ready he's my boy is ready citizens bank park watch out oh, yeah. um but with that we will be back next week we will have two more episodes before we do take our midsummer break because i'll be in the outer banks the week of the 26th so you'll get us next week and the week after that so we will have one episode during the stanley cup finals yep. and then we'll regroup after july 4th crazy to think we are already talking about july 4th this year does not exist so time is yeah time is crazy nowadays. time is irrelevant <laughs> so but with that everyone good night and keep on enjoying the playoff hockey